0: On Friday's show, Mitch said this was like the Doctor Strange game where a million different things could happen, and we didn't know what could happen with this one. Well, I think getting clobbered by Louisville was not one of those outcomes that we expected to happen, but hey, this is where we're at. We'll be joined by Mitch in just a moment. This is Locked on BC. Hello, welcome, and I hope you are doing better than BC football right now. This is Locked On BC. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs help you find the right people on your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. So I can't believe what I just watched. BC's defense had one of the most pathetic outings I've ever seen out of a Boston College program. The secondary, for, for a head coach like Jeff Hafley who had secondary experience, with Azar Abdul-Rahim, who's their defensive coordinator, who also has secondary experience, to put forth an effort like we just saw today is inexcusable. Jack Plummer, as Mitch has said on our podcast, and he's going to be joining us in just a moment, Was exceptionally mid, but Boston College made him look like Dan Marino out there. Like it just seemed like it was pitch and catch on some of these plays, and Boston College, their defense was 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 bad. It was so bad. And now we have Mitch to join us, so I can't wait to hear what Mitch has to say. For our staff writer, Mitch Wolf. Mitch, how's it going? Eh, you know, another Saturday,
1: another. (laughs) No, so secondary. i was just ranting
0: and raving about the secondary i'll let you jump in on that what what the heck was what was that
1: i mean now i mean it just makes me really look stupid for saying jack Plummer was aggressively mid when he had like a career day throwing the ball
0: you're just saying you look like Dan marino out there
1: yeah albeit some of it was on screen so that's right off the catch but i mean yeah all those deep bombs over the top where guys are just getting cooked um i mean i'll need to like rewatch it again but i mean it just seemed like guys were out of position they weren't being put in the best position to make plays on the ball to stay with receivers um i mean yeah i mean that's the thing that brom is good is he good at scheming guys open um and you know i would say like i honestly thought bc's defensive line did a decent job getting pressure on him um so that was like a decent improvement to see um, Run defense is a different story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of hard to because You have to think back to the beginning of the game when like it mattered because obviously BC was getting stops with um, you know, with it, like late in the game, but it didn't really matter. But um, yeah, I mean the defense just looks absolutely terrible right now. The guys that you need to be playing better, like your senior, your veteran leaders are just not playing well enough. Here. Elijah Jones is your Cam Arnold's, your Vinny De Palma's, um, and again, another game where I think, I think, I, I honestly think, I think Donovan Aziraku is has more penalties this year than he does pressures because I mean he's just been a complete non-factor. Um, so I mean that's just that's probably the biggest issue right now is this defense just really can't stop anybody. there giving up huge explosive plays, which you know, and a lot of times like BC would you know get some decent you know, be decent on early downs, then just allow a haymaker over the top. So it's, I'm not sure exactly what they. I mean, whatever they're doing with again, and the same thing happened with out of halftime, it wasn't even a drive. It was just one play on that halfback screen to Juar Jordan, where he just took it to the house. You just have guys that are not able to execute the assignments that they're being asked to do. And when that happens enough where it's happening like this, you need to change the scheme. And, you know, halfley is very married to his single high, cover one, cover three defenses. And he's explained why, um, at least to me, I don't know how much he said that publicly, but um, I mean, it's just not working now because, and it's like, the thing he said is that it helps prevent explosive plays over the top or deep over the middle. And that's, they're just, they allowed, you know, three or four of those. And some of them were down the sideline, but still guys are just getting cooked deep and, you know, it was, I said, like going into this game, you know, you look at Louisville, they have these two games against FBS opponents and teams that are not good FBS teams, Georgia tech and Indiana. And those games were weird and close. And the other game was a blog FCS team. And for most of this game, this looked more like them blowing out an FCS team because, and I mean, honestly, like it's, you, you, th- you see like a few moments where you, they, if you change how they go, you wonder how it changes, how this game starts and then how the game develops because on the first drive, BC, Takes the ball, they they get a, they get absolutely hosed on a spot where uh, Kai Busha clearly rolled over the first down line, and they just said that he didn't. Next few plays, they get a sack, and then they get the face mask penalty, and then two plays later, Louisville's in the end zone and off the races. So it's you know this is kind of how football games go, where it's like if you just change a few things in the beginning, you know how does that change how the rest of the game script develops?
0: Yeah, I mean it was it was. I- you think like that and then you think to some of the stuff Adazio said, and it sounds like almost identical, like I'm sure I chose instead of going to the press conference on zoom to go to this because I think folks probably want to talk more about this than want to hear what the staff has to say, because I think most people honestly don't care anymore. Right. Like, and just being honest, right. Yeah. Like, I get right th- about that, but because I think you are, are, you
1: are getting the same things every week. Yeah. Right. So it's really not changing. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I,
0: just, it is what it is, right? So, the defense we talked about. I, I, but it's hard to say a positive, but at least Thomas Castellanos looked like the same Tom Ca- Thomas. Ca- it took a little while to get him going. Uh, that first couple, it was like three or four, da- three or four um possessions, and then you know Louisville was already out to the races. But Castellanos had some really special moments in the game. In this game, he just looked. Like if they could have made some stops, he could have won this game on his own, but the defense just never did.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you could one could say like, Oh, like by the time he was doing that the game was already over. And I mean, I mean, what was it? Was it 28 to seven kind of at its, at its peak in the first half. Um, I'm just going back to look at how the 21, zero 20. Yeah. So it was 28. Yeah. 28, uh, zero. Um, and then he started making plays. So you wonder if Louisville defense kind of, you know, sat on their, laurels a little bit so but you know he was he did bring them back at least a little bit and but again like you said like the defense just couldn't get any stops so even when he would you know and early in the game like I said you know they have this good first driver they're moving the ball you know obviously the passing game is not really Mm -hmm. contributing but you know it's like it's the first road game there's probably be some jitters there and they were trying to get some things going with him in terms of like screens and that kind of stuff that just didn't develop but the run game is working so they lean on that and they get posed by this terrible call. And then next time they get the ball back, uh, they can't really do anything. And I think one of those was when Castellanos tried to scramble and just tripped over an offensive lineman. So,
0: which he did a couple times. <laughs> yeah,
1: that happened two or three times. So, you know, that's not necessarily on anybody's, that's not anybody's specific fault, just, you know, kind of unlucky play. Uh, and then the next drive, they had that nice run to O'Keefe. And then the next play, he gets sacked almost immediately. So, you know, if you because the defense is so bad it doesn't allow your offense to have a have like one or two mistakes here because by the time they have make those mistakes the defense has already let up a three or four touchdown lead so again the offense and some of it's in garbage time the, the offense put up 28 points and that's pretty much what they're putting up every game so far they are getting in the end zone um they're able to make, create some plays they're able to move the ball on the ground relatively consistently um you know and i, I wouldn't say cast really had any huge mistakes in this game i think you know luckily he got bailed out with that uh Dracovic backward lateral play because he was down but i think he was like this game's basically i'm just gonna try to make a play and if, if it doesn't happen it doesn't really matter um so i can kind of excuse that but before that you know he's it's not like he is throwing interceptions or being careless with the ball like it's just like his receivers are dropping are continuing to drop the ball now that 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 issue has reared its ugly head again where and you know i've tried to kind of excuse that saying you know
0: yeah.
1: But I, at this point, it's like, are the my receivers- eyes were glazed
0: over watching this game? And I lost, like, I know they were dropping the ball and I was like half paying attention because the game was like a blowout. Yeah. As much as the ACC network announcers wanted, <laughs> didn't want to like announce that it was a blowout late in the fourth quarter, it was like over by halftime. But like some of those drops, like, I, even I was like, I I, I was missing them. I mean, at blow. this point,
1: you have to wonder, and based on like where some of these drops are happening, it's, are, are is, how much is this team drilling? the scramble drill where with Castellanos, because Castellanos is a lot of the times is he is going to sit in the pocket and then scramble out. And a lot of those drops are happening later in the play when receivers are, and I will say like guys like Lewis Bond and Ryan O'Keefe have been better at this. Um, But, you know, and I'll say this, Joseph Griffin kind of came back and got his head on straight later in the game to make some good plays. But a lot of these drops are happening when receivers are on the scramble drill and when they're being contested. So it's like, how much is this team drilling catching in contested situations how much are they drilling catching on your when you're ad living your route later in the down
0: you All know right, we we need to take a quick break mitch and then uh we'll come right back and talk more about this game and i know a lot of folks out there really want to have a lot to say so uh we're going to talk quickly and uh we'll, we'll take a quick break and then we'll be right back so don't go anywhere now if you are out there and you are waiting to make a hire. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So all you, if you're hiring, all you need to do is add the, hashtag, uh, the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown That's LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now, are you missing the A1 sauce for your steak, or do you just run out of your favorite K cups? With the DoorDash delivery service, you can get what you want right when you need it. So, with thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with every order. And, want even more value, you can save all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a zero delivery, zero dollar delivery fee on eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. So, get 50% off your DoorDash orders up to $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONCollege at checkout. Limited time apply, terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum total and so, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter code locked on college. Don't forget that's code locked on college for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. This is locked on BC and I, I'm surprised I've done a lot of post game uh, shows and we've got the most on this. And I thought most people would have been on with their day. Um, and thank you so much. If you're listening to this live, hit that like button on this, on this video. It does help a lot with the uh, algorithm. And if this is your first time listening, I, I ask you to subscribe to our channel too. Uh, we have tons of, we do, uh, Mitch and I do podcasts at least two or three times a week, and we'll have more and more coming up. We're going to have hockey, hockey coverage. Um, I have some news to break here, or not to break, but to announce here that you may not have heard on Eagle Insider on our third segment. But we're back to talk about this game. Um, and yeah, everything kind of just fell off the wheels. And I want to talk, let's talk about a few bright spots. We talked about Castellanos and what he was able to do. But I think as the year has gone on, we can talk about Lewis Bond as being really—he's—he's he's becoming a special wide receiver. Like I thought Joseph Griffin or Ryan O'Keefe would be that, but he's really turning into Ryan
1: Nick. O'Keefe had a very good game as well. We did um, too. I do yeah, want to say that? Yeah, like he is. I, I think I was hoping he'd be a little bit more, but he has been kind of as advertised to this point. Um, mm-hmm. When they get him the ball and he is has some room to create, um, and they do a good job of scheming up touches for him too, he can make some plays. So. I would say he's been good. Like you said, Lewis bond has been awesome. A uh, guy who's playing like, you can tell he's playing really hard, just the way he's able to create yards after contact um, and just finish out plays. So I've been very impressed with his play. Um, hopefully Joseph Griffin can kind of cap can build on what he did later in this game. Um, he had a, that really good catch down the sideline. Um, so, you know, and, but early on he had some drops. So I'm hoping he can kind of fix that. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess we'll try to stick with bright spots. Um, again, the running game, when they're not, you know, getting, they're not in a huge hole in terms of the points, like this team can run the ball decently. Well, yep. um, you know, Kai Robichaud, again, it just, they didn't have the chance to run that much just because of how lopsided this game got so quickly, they just couldn't really run because they had to throw to, to even stay in the game. Uh, we saw Pat Garwo come in a little later um, and he was doing decently. Well, again, that was kind of garbage time. Uh, Alex Broom got some decent carries in this game. So, when this game, when when BC is in games that are not complete blowouts, they can run the ball decently well. Um, so that that's another positive, but it's just a matter of and you know, on the offensive line front, I think this was their worst game by far. Um, I think we had there were some injuries. Uh Jack Conley played, I think, at least most of the second half at right tackle. So I don't know what's going on with oz Pilo. He might be hurt. Um, but you know, we talked about penalties a lot. This was definitely not this was, this was not, you know, anywhere near the last few games. You know, you have a few mistakes here and there. The face masks are getting really ridiculous at this point. Um, the first one on the third and 18 was... And again, like, some of these are tough because it's like you're trying to go in and make the tackle so you have your arms wide to try to wrap the guy up and, you know, just gets caught. And that, so that's, But then there was one at the end of the game that was an offsetting, I believe, where... And this kid's a freshman, so, you know, he's young and stupid, but whatever. But um, I think it was Carter Davis... Yep. Okay. Uh, KP Price. KP Price. I get them confused. Um, he like was going to he was going to run a defend uh, a ball carrier into the sidelines and didn't even try to tackle him. Just grabbed, just re- reached out, just grabbed his face mask, and I just I just couldn't believe it because it was just like that was just so stupid. But other than that, you know, I think they had a holding on a play where it was uh you know Castellanos scrambled and he was just trying to avoid the sack. So that one I'm a little more willing to excuse. He didn't see a lot of those procedural penalties. He had one or two, but those are going to happen. Um, yep. But especially on the road, you know, that definitely was as much of an issue. Did it look
0: I, like they were going to the clap, by the way, we talked about that the other they day. They did. Yeah. So
1: I, I, that was something that I was kind of wondering if they would do uh, being on the road is they would go back to that clap cadence. Um, and again, I think they did. They didn't against Florida state because they didn't want Florida state teeing off and figuring out the cadence yep. so quickly. So that was part of it. Um, I thought the officiating in this game was really bad. Um, I know somebody mentioned it in the comments earlier, but that spot, there was a spot at the end of the game where Louisville was given a first down where the guy was not, it was not even as near where close as Robichaud was, con, Robichaud to converting his early in the game. Um yep. So, and just a lot of other. There were a couple of
0: pass interferences earlier. A couple, couple pass
1: interferences. The one where Castellanos got his helmet taken off on a late hit. You know, yeah. I remember, I think it was against Wake Forest where Cole Batson got penalized. Actually, no, it was, was it Louisville? Oh no, it was NC state. It was NC. Uh, I, I couldn't think of it. It was definitely a red team. It was NC state where Cole Batson got a penalty for doing the same thing. If not work, it, it wasn't even as bad as that one. Cause uh, guy took Castellanos's helmet off with the hit. So that wasn't called, like you said, some missed pass interference penalties. So I thought the officiating was really bad in this game. Um,
0: but again, that's again, no, excuse. yeah,
1: but yeah, it didn't, it, it didn't, yeah, it didn't really matter by the end of the game. Um, In terms of the, the fake Neil, um, yeah let's talk about that <laughs> yeah that um i i honestly i don't really care but i think that's fine yep um i, I you know you
0: thought bc for not covering it
1: yeah and, and that's the thing is i mean like we see this every once in a while and you know it's a rare play and that's why teams aren't expecting it um you know i, I can't remember if, like purdue i feel like purdue might have ran it a while ago so maybe mm-hmm. they should have seen it on tape i don't know um but I don't, I don't hate Louisville for calling that. You know, they had all three timeouts. I, I I frankly expected them to just come out and just try to put together a drive because they had all three timeouts. Yep. And then they got that big run on the fake kneel. So I, I don't hate that at all. It's it's more on BC for not uh, being in a position to stop them once they got that play. Um. So that that's, I'm not really upset about that. I'm very glad that Louisville did not score on their very last possession of the game where they got really close and they decided just to kneel it out because I thought that would have been some really low class behavior, but they didn't do that. So that's good. Um, so I, I, I'm not, I don't really think Louisville was running stuff. They were running their offense and BC's defense was just not in a position to do anything about it, to be honest.
0: All right. In our final segment, Mitch and I are going to talk about where the program goes from here. I thought, I know a lot of folks have questions about, is this the end for the head coach or do they continue? We'll give our thoughts about where BC goes from here and what we think about it in just a moment. Now, I lost my spot. Sorry. Uh, if you were like me, you go over to FanDuel. And you can snap into action this NFL NFL season with FanDuel, the America's number one sports book. With NFL action heading into this weekend, you're not going to want to miss out some of the great spreads, player props, over unders, and more. So visit fanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season today with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Mitch, how are your, how are your weekly bets going today?
1: Oh, it's bad. I, I did real bad this week. And I think I was kind of, oh, I, need,
0: I needed you to have a week like this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was kind of just trying to will some bets into existence. Uh, namely the uh, SMU TCU under, which as I was watching that game, or sorry, SMU TCU over, which I was uh, watching the game. They were like, Oh, these teams don't score in the red zone. These teams' defenses are actually decent. I was like, uh, this was a bad choice, but uh it wasn't even close to hitting, so it's not like I was right in any way. I just, I just misread that game, and I think, I think the only savior I can have this week is the North Carolina uh, spread, which we both took. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As Phil's getting ready for his game, I saw mm-hmm. him. Uh, but I know you don't want to talk about job security in a coach, but this is the kind of loss that makes you kind of wonder about it, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Also, I, I'm not, there's a comment and says the, the officiating to me seems like an excuse. I'm not, I'm not saying they lost because of the penalties of the officiating. I'm just saying it was bad. That's just, I'm not saying that had anything to do with the outcome. The outcome, yeah. the, the game developed because BC's defense was terrible. That's Yeah, the defense was terrible. The reason yeah, they lost yeah, is, I'm not, just, yeah. we're talking uh, about
0: just a little nuanced type of yes. stuff. Yes.
1: Um, but anyways, um, back to the, this, this question. Um, Going into the season, again, and I, I preached this from the beginning, that I did not know how this game was going to go because I felt that we did not know enough about Louisville as a team. Frankly, based on how BC, looking at how much we know about BC, I'm still not sure we really know what Louisville is, is as a team. Um, Frankly, to this point, they haven't played anybody good, so we don't know what they are. I feel like we have a better sense of what BC is after this game, and a lot of people were very high after being tight with Florida State, um, which I was like, guys, I don't know, like, you know, there's a lot, the BC got lucky sometimes there with, you know, the, the kickoff and the uh, defensive touchdown, you know, those things aren't necessarily going to stay. So I was worried about that and it kind of all came crash down in this game. But again, I didn't think that this was a game that BC had to win this year. So I'm not sure that that really changes my calculus. I think in order for this team now to get to seven wins is the, the path is much narrower. Right. Um, Especially if the defense doesn't make any, doesn't, change of how they're playing uh, um, so
0: I want to jump in on this too mm-hmm. because I I yeah I had BC winning narrowly by this but I I got where you came from on this and because again I did,
1: like I was saying or sorry I just I'll get this then can go back to yeah, talking. Yeah, go ahead. like again if BC is given the right call on that first drive then you know they maybe they get a t- score and then you know that this so again it's you know there's little margins that while they changed the outcome of this game, so but go ahead,
0: right? But like, I didn't expect their defense to come out looking as yes. I'm gonna say it pathetic as it did. Mm-hmm. It, it was pathetic, they let up 575 yards, they let up seven straight scores, uh, which was I, I think unheard of. What you had the stat, didn't you? Or I saw someone had it, it hasn't happened in years.
1: It was not, it was not me, I think it was just the broadcast, but yeah, it yep. was, I mean, it was four, I mean, it was what was it, 42 14 at the half. Yeah. And I think, and then Louisville scored the next drive. So they scored on, on the their first
0: play of the drive.
1: <laughs> yeah. So they scored on their first eight possessions. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, they just didn't do anything. And they and they, and again, like the thing we talked about is this defense is just getting absolutely massacred by explosive passing plays. You know, the run defense is hit or miss. Um,
0: and I go back then, to that Jalen Cheek one. He got torched at one point. Mm-hmm. I think it was Amari Bruce. Uh, uh, that, Amari Huggins Bruce. Yeah, Amari Huggins Bruce. He had enough time to turn around, go back for the ball, and Jalen Cheek was still nowhere near him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it was that bad. I mean, like that's like it wasn't like Jalen Cheek was like on him, and it was a good pass, or Mm -hmm. like even like he just missed him by a step or two. Like Bruce had him by like five or six steps. It was it was. I mean, and
1: Cheek had another one. I mean, uh, not Cheek. Um. Thrash on the touchdown right before the half, where he was wide open. Mm-hmm. The other one to Huggins Bruce down yeah. the sideline against Clink Scales was wide like these were all wide open. That even even the ones that weren't touchdowns, the big throw, um, the receiver was Kevin Coleman. It was on Elijah Jones. I think this was the second, their second touchdown drive. yeah Uh where he yeah, on third and ten he hits Coleman for a thirty-two yard gain, where I mean, Coleman had at least a step, maybe two on Jones. So it's just like guys were just getting super wide open all over the field and you know i think you could yep. say that at least in the first three games you know a lot of the times bc was in contested catch situations where it's like okay like that time like johnny wilson just you know he he wins that because he's six seven um jalen coker had that really crazy catch for holy cross these times but this was very different where guys were just running wide open all over the field and
0: yeah so when i see that this is year four of jeff halfley this is supposed to be he's to use his terms you know you you want us to there for these press conferences i'm going to use the words you use like to to describe what's going on the best team that he's ever had is the words he used to go out there and look the way that they looked is inexcusable Mm -hmm. and any program that had any has had that has any pride in what they have you know what decision they'd make at this point at after a loss like this, they would make that decision. They'd go, especially when you have Rob Chudzinski or Paul Rhodes, or, I mean, you've got a couple guys on that staff that have head coaching experience. You make a message and you say like, this is unacceptable because we just went through a three and nine season. You barely beat Holy cross. You lost to NIU and you just got absolutely thrashed by Louisville You make that choice and I get it, but Boston, (laughs) I'm going to go back to this and say, I'm not flipping this on Halfley. I'm going to flip this on the athletic department. We don't have a school that's very serious about college football. Mm -hmm. They're not going to make that choice. I, I, I strongly feel as much as the fans are done with this, I would be very surprised in the next two days if they make a coaching change. I don't think it'll happen. I think that there's a chance that they go, that maybe they do at the end of the season, or if this continues for a couple of weeks. But I think that Blake James and, and the, and the board of trustees, they'll still suck this up because we've seen Steve Adazio get through, go through crap like this. We saw Frank Spaziani go through crap like this and they didn't even do anything then. So a, a likable coach like Jeff Halfley, who I think lots of folks want to see succeed. Because he he is like that, they're gonna give him a little bit more leeway. So a game like this, like like you said, it's not like a must win. They're just gonna be like, okay, it's a good team. They just lost to him, They're four and zero, whatever. While a school, any other school in the SEC, most of the Southern ACC schools would have been like, okay, we're done. I just don't see them doing it.
1: I, yeah, I don't. I don't think this is the game to make a change. I feel a little differently about the next few games in the schedule. Um, mm. Because those are must wins. Um, you've got Virginia next week. Virginia has not won a game, but they've been very competitive. They've got a kind of an electric. It's kind of it's kind of similar to PC. They've got an electric young quarterback. Their defense is pretty suspect, and they're kind of undisciplined. Yeah. Um and they get that game at home. And I is this Parents Weekend?
0: It is Parents Weekend. Yeah. Okay. Um, so not, the fans that, will be that's... out of there by halftime. Uh, the students will be out of there by halftime. <laughs> that's fair they got Um, they've got their dinner at at, in the north end and again don't blame them
1: (laughs) no that's very true um so that's one you go on the road to army and army is a lot better than i think a lot of people thought uh they've got that (laughs) offense figured out and it's that's it's like niu
0: on steroids yeah exactly um (laughs) they're just gonna run drives that bc mm -hmm. can't stop they'll they'll get three yards of carry and then never bc will never stop them yeah and then you've
1: got I think the bye week, and then I think I think that placement of the bye week is very interesting. Um, after that, you've got on the road at Georgia Tech, which again I don't think we really know about much about Georgia Tech, but they're kind of similar. They're another kind of bad FBS team, and that's on the road, so I don't have a lot of faith. And then at the end of the month, you've got home against UConn, and if that game is a loss, BC losing to UConn two two years in a row with the lat with the la- most recent one coming at home, and especially with a team like. I, I know people are going to be reticent to hear this, but this team is a lot better than the team last year. Yeah. And that's pretty much all on the offensive line. I would say the defense is pretty much the same. Um, maybe The defense might be a little bit worse, but the offense is miles mm-hmm. ahead of where they were last year. So on the aggregate, they are better than, than last year's team. There is no, there is literally no excuse to lose to UConn this year. And so if that happens, then I, I think we could see them break precedent. But again, this is a very slow moving administration, both the president and the athletic director who are, you know, very buddy, buddy. So I, I'm not, I would, I would not bet money that BC would be making a change um, especially after this game. Um, and even so I would lean towards them. Not if they are going to make change, I would lean, I would lean on them, make, not make it until the end of the season.
0: Yep. I totally agree with you there. Um, and then I saw, like Chris said, if you want your disfaction, dissatisfaction heard, don't go to the games and don't buy BC merchandise. That's how you vote. I, I don't think they care. No, they don't care. <laughs> like, like you can say that and, and people aren't going to the games and they still don't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now,
1: I mean, now, especially, I mean, Florida state, at least you got a, yeah had, had a red bandana and a, and a marquee opponent that drew some people in. But now I, I just don't think you're going to see a lot of fan interaction with this. And, and I mean, at this point, again, BC is as a football program, I would say like BC has been treading in the wrong direction for a long time. Yep. Um, you had some positive blips with, you know, early in the Adasio
0: tenure, early in the halfway tenure. Not,
1: and honestly, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm doing this with a lot more teams, not just BC. I'm kind of throwing 2020 out at this point because mm-hmm. there were just so many weird variables and, you know, BC kind of has a bit of a unique situation that it's a much smaller school, it's uh, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, no. I'm not letting people who no. Yeah, l- let's bring in the guy who who just got fired for hazing when another program is being threatened with. So let me read this hazing. out
0: before Mitch reacts. Peter <laughs> Peter says, "Would Les Miles or Pat Fitzgerald resurrect BC football?" No, they would
1: literally kill it because they would have the death penalty brought down on the program because Les Miles was fired from Kansas for covering up multiple sexual assaults. So. No to them. Absolutely not. And I don't want to hear names of those guys. Cause it like that, again, that's how you get death penalty as a program. <laughs> so enough with that, you know,
0: but sorry, I had to bring that one up. That one killed me. Sorry, Peter. I know you're a big BC fan, but that one was a good one.
1: I hope that was a joke. Cause if not, a, that's just ridiculous. Um, What were we talking about?
0: <laughs> I, I lost oh, track. BC
1: just, yeah. The administration just, it, I mean, BC football has just been on a downward trend and the downward trend being toward like being one of the worst teams in the power five. Yep. Um, and again, BC is not going to move down to the Patriot league or the American. They're not just going to leave money on the table.
0: That's just yep. not, it's that's just not going to happen. Um, so I, I have so to like, say with BC, that- there is a bit of um, malaise there, but like the people that say they don't put money, they, they, they do put money. They just make, horrible hires a lot like we put up on our board that they paid frank signetti more than wake forest paid their offensive coordinator when they went on that run jeff halfley is making as much as many acc coaches so they are paying but they're just making terrible choices
1: (laughs) and i mean honestly i'm not super thrilled about i'm not i'm not excited about blake james's ability to make the right hire for the next era. If that went, if, and when that happens, um, yep. I just, I think he's going to be very traditional about it. Um, and I don't think he's going to really. And I, again, like it's tough. It's tough to say like, Oh, think outside the box, but like, uh, I, I want to uh, say, I don't want to get too far down this road. Cause I, I don't want to kind of talk about this until we have a real concrete thing.
0: So, we're going to wrap this up because we're out of time. I have other things. Mitch has other things and we're out of time. Um, So we'll be back tomorrow with another fresh episode. Mitch, Mitch will have a chance to, to, we'll both have a chance to digest this game a little bit more. But thank you all so much for um, listening. We have 44 live listeners right now, which is insane compared to what we usually have. Thank you. Hit the like button on this podcast right now. And if you are new to our podcast, subscribe right now. And before we go, I want to let you guys know, and I'll say it again tomorrow's episode, on Eagle Insider, right now it's been a uh, football-heavy site. Eagle Insiders Part 247. We got Mitch, who does all the football analysis. I give you all the recruiting news and football news. We brought a board. I know a lot of folks are really excited about this. BC Hockey Blogger, who is going to cover BC Hockey. We have never had hockey coverage on our site. This dude has every insight. Into- you yeah, just be glad, because otherwise I was going to start making stuff up about hockey. Yeah, Mitch. <laughs> but... BC hockey blogger knows recruiting. He knows the team. He knows everything. And right now, if you want to get excellent hockey coverage, football coverage, everything here, go to Eagle Insider. We have a special 50% BC hockey blogger joins Eagle Insider deal to become a VIP member because some of his stuff's going to go behind the paywall. So make sure you sign up today. I think I'm so pumped because I love hockey, but I don't know anything about it. If you told me what a four check was, I couldn't tell you what it was. BC hockey blogger knows all of that. He's, he is an, a expert. I'm so pumped that he's coming on Eagle insider. So go over to Eagle insider and sign up today for 50% off. Mitch, we'll be talking again tomorrow. What else to get to say, or tell me where to find you. Sorry. You can find me at Mitchell
1: T Wolf, W O L F E. Um, again, I'll have our three star on my three stars of the game out tomorrow not that it matters much and then we'll do the game rewatches in which i'm sure th- I, I don't know if this i don't know if this is going to be the game that breaks my brain but i think i think if things start to keep continuing down this path my brain is trending
0: that way <laughs> and i want to give a special shout out to theodore edson who says <laughs> who says please please when this coaching search starts no one suggests doug flutie yes and no one suggests, well, Luke Keekley actually, I think he's done some coaching stuff.
1: He, he's done, he's, he did a little bit of scouting for the Panthers.
0: So he's done a little bit of scouting, but we don't, we don't, Dude, we're, we don't not, do we're
1: not, we're not <laughs> going down the coach prime path. We're not doing that. Okay.
0: So anyways, thank you all so much. Mitch and I are going to head out. We have a busy Saturday night. Listen, if, they, if they
1: fire, if they hire Flutie, he's going <laughs> to let the fans storm the field every game. Cause man, if I know th- anything about that guy, that guy loves storming stuff
0: oh god mitch all right we're gonna head out take care everyone see you soon you are locked on boston god sorry